Berkshire Football Stories podcast is sponsored by the Curious Academy, a skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills bootcamp and data analytics training in Reading. The Curious Academy is all about you and creating positive outcomes, whether that is finding a career, starting a business or just walking away feeling much more confident about life. Their programs are designed for people who have lost their way a bit and are looking to change their futures, maybe rebuild their confidence or be pushed slightly out of their comfort zone in a safe and friendly environment. Group sizes are small to ensure everyone has an opportunity to get involved. The Curious Academy delivers inspirational and fun programs designed to help people wanting to improve their skills, whatever their background. You can find out more at www.thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by Ticket Pass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Hi everybody, Tom Canning here. Welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. We've done a bit of a, a kind of a live chat. It'll be coming to you not live because I'll have, I'll have put it together afterwards. But we're, we're just bringing in random people at various times. I say random people. I am joined by Carl Withers, the joint manager of Bracknell Town. He is the first guest on today. Um, hey Carl, how are you doing? Well, mate, how are you? Very, very well. You, um, you've got quite a big game tonight. <laughs> Yes, we do. Yeah, no, um, yeah, it's an exciting game. Um, one that, you know, I think when we first came in, we, we sort of had belief we could, you know, achieve the playoffs and, and, you know, the season's gone very, very well for us. And yeah, we find ourselves potentially two games from, you know, promotion. So yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's been an incredible journey since we've come in. Um, you know, the club, the players, everything is just, it's, it's just been an incredible journey and, and you know, we're, we're so close now, but, you know, we've still got a real tough game tonight against Chesham and, um, and yeah, you know, we're not going to take them lightly and we're going to go there and give it everything we got. It's, um, it's been a season of kind of mostly highs, hasn't it? In fact, is, is it fair to say your, your managerial career along with, uh, with Jamie McClurg has basically been highs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've been we've been very lucky. You know, we 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 had some success at Binfield, and you know, we had an incredible time there and enjoyed that. And you know, we've stepped into the Bracknell Town job, and you know, we've always believed and backed the way we do things. And you know, we felt if we had a good group, we could do something. And and it's proven that this season. You know, we've we did inherit a real special group of people. You know, like what we had at Binfield, and and it's and yeah, it's 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 credit to them really. You know, it's. It can be intimidating when you walk into a new changing, you don't know kind of the environment you're walking into and how players are going to respond to your way of management. And and we just, I have to take my hat off to, to all of them. They've really bought into the way we do things. And, and, I, and I bring Rids into that as well, because Rids has come across and, and all our all our sort of staff has, has come across. And, and we're so we're so lucky that, you know, this season has gone the way it has. Um, yeah, no, we have. I mean, I, I, if I'm being honest, I, I'm not sure luck has a lot to do with it. It's just a really good football team, and 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 you guys have have pushed it on to the next level. 
Yeah, I mean, you only need to see that, you know, the way that they um, they performed last season. You know, it was an incredible season for them, winning the league as as, as um, like they did in 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 the in the manner. So you know, you knew you was inheriting and walking into a, a very good football inside, and you know, and and it's just proven that. And they just kicked on this year and stepped into a new league, new environment, and they've taken it like fish to water. You know, it's it's they really have embraced the challenge. You know, and there's been some long journeys and you know, tireless nights uh, and travelling and whatnot. And, you know, they've just gone about it, smiled, got the job done. And, you know, they, they deserve all the plaudits because now they find themselves, we come second, which is an incredible journey. I think we looked at Christmas, we were about 23 points off Western and to fall short by three points is an incredible achievement um, and one we should be proud of. But I don't believe we're looking at like that. We, you know, we still believe there's a job to do and starting tonight. It's um it, it's a it's a it's a strange thing. In I was just looking through the the fixtures. You you've played Chesham four times this season. Obviously, I, I don't think you were in charge for the for the first fixture. Um, no, Chesham have Chesham have kind of got got one up on you uh, in the league, but but Bracknell got past Chesham in the FA Cup, and obviously you had that incredible run to the first round. Um, mm. What do you, you know, you, so so these these games, three of the games against Chesham came uh, in August and September this season. So probably don't count for much going into this. But you had a had a more recent fixture in January. Is that? Do, do you look back at any of those and think? I mean, obviously you'll you'll be you'll be looking at Chesham. You'll have seen some of their games recently, and so you'll you'll be fully aware of what they're about. But do any of those past fixtures come into come into it? I, I must admit, I'm not a believer at all in anything that says anything that happened in the last game means much for the next game yeah. um but especially and, I and i would completely agree with you tom i think i don't think you can look at the form or, or the previous games to, to date you know this is a, a quite a unique game it's a one-off game you know we look at it probably like a cup competition because you lose you're out if you win you're through to the final yeah. so yeah. i don't think we can look at this game yes we've played them you know obviously like any manager you're going to do your homework mm -hmm. and you know you know what their what their strengths are and and all we can do tonight is 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 go out and just leave it all on the pitch and and i'll be telling the lads you know have no regrets because it's not going to be a very nice feeling if we come away and, and you feel that you could have given so so much more so you know there'll be a good side you know they're fifth but i don't think i think if you look at history and playoffs in all walks of life in football you know sometimes it doesn't mean anything that you're second and someone's fifth because I've seen teams in fifth get promoted. So it's all about application on the day, who wants it the most. And, you know, we'll be, we'll be drumming that into the lads before they step across that white line. Um, obviously, a lot of your, a lot of your kind of, you talk about this as a cup competition, a lot of your success um, as a manager and, and, and with Jamie as well as managers has been in cup competitions. Does, uh, but a lot of that actually was on the road. Does, does being at home, does that do... Does that cause you any problems? Does that make it easier? And we spoke and we sort of said, you know, if we're home or away, it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect us because I think our, I think on our, our former way is better than it is at home. So I don't think, look, it's going to be great to play in front of our family and friends, you know, a big crowd, which I'm sure is going to be, be down there. So that will help. You know, I've, I've seen it in games where, you know, that crowd has really got behind us and we've got a great support there's a group that travel home and away and, and you know this is as much for them as it is for us because they spend their hard-earned money following us they were there at Truro 
uh, on, on, on Saturday at <laughs> Plymouth. You know, they weren't there on Monday, but due to the amount of games that have been called off, I don't think anyone had any holiday left. So this is as much for them. And, and, I, and I hope that the crowd and everyone will get behind us because it really does make a difference when you're at home, I feel. And, you know, hopefully on the night we can all be celebrating together. I'm, I presume you won't be mic'd up tonight like you were for the FA Cup tie. Honestly, Tom, the amount of stick that I've got from that, that image, I mean, it's done the rounds. I mean, I've got so much abuse for it, calling me an NFL manager. And even still to this day, Dodds, is, Dodds keeps using it against me. So, yeah, no, it's, you know, look, I, I certainly didn't expect to be given that sort of equipment when I, when I was asked to do it. Um, and, yeah, it, 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 it continues to come back to bite me. I, I, th I think you did very well. Uh, I watched the game at home. I thought I thought it was excellent. Um, I, I know uh, I know you are also the manager of your kids' team. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I ask you what's harder? <laughs> what's harder? Um, do you know what it? I'm, I'm blessed because the, the group that we've got, we've got a real good, good group of parents. And I know you speak to any any kids manager, some the biggest struggle is managing the parents and their expectations and everything. And we've been really lucky that we've got a good group. Um, I think for me, sometimes it's it's getting that, that message across because, yeah, they're under eights. So, you know, I'm, I'm using terminology that I would expect them to know because I'm just coming from adult to, to kids football and they sometimes they look at me like lost and I'm like, why aren't they getting it? But then I remind myself, they don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, but I, I love it. I enjoy, you know, my son plays to him. So it's nice that I'm able to control, you know, his development and be in charge of that. And, you know, they obviously play for Binfield and, and you know, because of my, my connections with him. So, yeah, it. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning every day, you know, and getting that balance right between kids and adult football. But, you know, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. And the main thing is, is that the kids enjoy themselves. And I feel they do. They all come away with a smile on their face and long may that continue. That's it's it's, um, it's it's one of those things. It's it's about making sure that the kids are kids are enjoying it, and you, you see Absolutely. so much, especially in grassroots football, um, in in junior football, where where perhaps that maybe isn't the case. Um, the one thing I don't know is I know you played in a cup final on Sunday. <laughs> How did it go? Because I can't find the result. We lost. Yeah, yeah, we um we sadly lost one nil. Um, yeah, it was it was all we was always going to be a tough game. You know, the team we were playing were in the Premier Division, their top top of the Premier Division. So it was always going to be a tough game, and yeah. and quite frankly, we pushed them all the way. Um, we were missing our star striker, Mr. Ryan Millwood, um, who rolled his ankle for walking down the stairs, sadly. So <laughs> it, it made the job twice as hard. And probably on the day, had we had him, I feel it would have been a different result. But yeah, sadly, a penalty was the deciding factor given away by Matt Davis, another Binfield legend. Um, and yeah, a few words were said because he didn't need to make the challenge. But look, it was it's lovely to be able to continue playing with a lot of the lads I play with at Binfield. And, you know, if you ask my wife, I, she says I do too much and I probably can't disagree with her. But, you know, I, I do miss sometimes playing and it's nice to be able to, you know, I don't play every week for them just because of my my life. You know, I'm out yeah. all day on a Saturday, the kids football on a Saturday as well. So sometimes I probably do take the mick a little bit, but it's been nice to play with them and, you know, catch up and talk about old times and so forth. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been really, really good. Just sadly we lost on the day. Uh, well, you know, as I say, I, I, I was I was following that one, and it was uh, I was trying to find the result before I before yeah, I spoke to you this yeah, morning. No. I couldn't find it quickly. That's uh, so that's a shame. Um, I can't let you go, Carl, just with us without asking you um, about the FA Vars final. We're not going into too much too much depth, but obviously Ascot, um, one of our mm -hmm. one of our clubs, has, has yeah, reached yeah. the final. Um, mm -hmm. Any single word of advice for your for your opposite number, Jamie Tompkins, 
enjoy every bit of it. I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken personally with Jamie and I've been congratulating him watching his journey and the whole team, you know, because I've got people at that club that I know and, and players in like Ollie Harris and other players there. So I've been following it, you know, with a watchful eye like most have and, you know, fair play to them because it's not an easy journey. It's not an easy journey to get to that final. And like, like, like us, they've had to do it the hard way. They've obviously had to travel quite far away to a lot of the games and it's an incredible journey. And as I said to Jamie, if there's anything I can give you, just enjoy it savor every moment because you know when it's gone it's gone and, and you'll never forget it but you just you just take every every moment in and if there's anything I've said to him you know if there's anything you want from me or Dodd just uh, little things that might you know get you over the line then we're more than happy to help you no I, I, I plan to go as well and, and, and support them you know it's, it's all about getting behind local football right and, and you know they've yeah. been brilliant this season and yeah. they fully deserve their promotion they've been knocking on the door for you know a couple of years now and I'm I'm delighted for all of them at the club and you know it's it's great that they've now made that jump step four and I'm sure they'll compete and, and really hold their own in that league as well. Uh, Carl Withers thank you very much for joining me uh, good luck this evening it's Chesham United at home, uh, sorry, it's Chesham United at Bracknell Town tonight, 7.45 in the Southern League playoff semi-final. Truro City or Pool Town in the final, um, should you get there. Good luck, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. All the best, mate. Cheers. Bye. Uh, that was Carl Withers, the co-manager of Bracknell Town, who are in the final um, of the, uh, sorry, the semi-final of the Southern League playoffs this evening, the Southern League Premier Division South playoffs this evening. Um, I'm on my own for the moment, so I'll just try and waffle on for a few minutes. This may well get cut when uh, and I put it out on the audio. Uh, it was obviously a busy Tuesday night of football, um, a sad occasion for, for Windsor supporters who saw their side relegated to probably the Combined Counties League Division 1. We await the regionalisation shake-up um, as we do every summer, um, you would presume they will go down to Division 1. It's the one that would make sense. Um, they finished in the bottom two. The, uh, Windsor and Oxy Jets, they um, finished in the bottom two. Uh, Windsor did eventually beat Virginia Water, their uh, their tenants. It was Virginia Water's home game. They did beat them 2-1 um, with a late, late goal, uh, with a late winner. But unfortunately for them, Chalfonts and Peter, who they needed to at least drop points, um, won away at Harefield United. Um, so Windsor go down. We also saw Hungerford Town relegated on Saturday. They drew one all with Dulwich Hamlet. Um, so Hungerford Town will um, leave the Vanarama National League South after I think seven seasons. So very sad to see those guys drop down. Um, there are further relegation battles to come. Reading FC women are uh, fighting for their future in the FAWSL. Um, they have some crucial games coming up. They lost to Everton the weekend. They were 2-0 up and Everton came back and won 3-2. Um, they have the unenviable task of travelling to Manchester City uh, on the 30th of April. That's this Sunday. They then face Aston Villa at home, Spurs away and Chelsea at home. Realistically, where are the points coming from? I think I think perhaps there's a three points in that Tottenham Hotspur game, but who knows? It's a, so that's all a little bit doom and gloom, really. Um, I want to just take you across to the Combined Counties League Division 1, where um, Sandhurst Town are 
catching up on their games. Um, they've, they've played quite a few times in the last couple of weeks. Um, let's see, where are we? We've got, uh, so they are, Sandhurst Town are now uh, on 37 games uh, of 40. So they have caught up magnificently. At one point, I think they, they had 15 games to play. They've got three left now. Um, they are on 81 points. They are top of the Combined Counties League Division 1. Um, Barks County are second, having played 38 games on 79 points. Um, so Sandhurst Town have three to play. Barks County have two to play. Rainers Lane have finished their games in fourth. St. London Samurai Rovers have got one to play. Deportivo Galicia have got one to play. Um, I think the only other side really able to jump in there will be Langley. They're in sixth. They've got two to play. I think the likelihood is if they win both of those games, they will certainly be in the playoffs. Barks County are certainly in the playoffs uh, and Sandhurst Town uh, are currently in pole position to win the league. Sandhurst have three games to play. Um, they have to play those uh, in four days on the 27th, the 29th and the 30th. They've got Brookhouse away, Spartans Youth away and Rising Ballers Kensington away. So um, a tough ask. They need to, you know, they don't need to win all three games. Um, I think they only need to win all three games if Bucks County win both of their games. Uh, Rob Davis isn't here to correct me on any of this, so I will keep and continue to waffle on my own. Um, so that's uh, that, that's where we kind of stand with that. Um, we already know that Binfield can't make the playoffs in the Isthmian League, but there was a standout result in the Isthmian League South Central Division 1 as uh, Berkshire side Thatcham Town uh had a say in where the title ended up. I think um, it it looked like it was going to Walton and Hersham. Hersham were uh, were two one up, um, and the title, uh, as far as I can tell, the title would have been theirs. I think it would have been on goal difference. Live maths there, ladies and gents. Um, Walton and Hersham were going for the title, but Thatcham scored a ninetieth minute equaliser through Ashley Howell. Um, to send the title to Basingstoke Town. Um, there's not a massive amount of love lost between some of these sides, but Basingstoke Town are the champions. They are going back to step three next season. Walton and Hersham, Marlow, Hanworth, Villa and Northwood are in the playoffs for that one. Where else should we go? Um, we do have in the National League South, it, sorry, in the National League, um, it is going to be a tense final day for Maidenhead United supporters. You have to think they have largely done enough. They've got one more game to play away to Gateshead um, on Saturday, the 29th of April. That is a 5.30 kickoff. All of the games are a 5.30 kickoff on the day. Um, but they uh, they are three points ahead of Torquay United. Um, Maidenhead United have the last non-relegation place in the division, 20th place. Torquay United are in 21st. Um, Maidenhead United are three points clear. Um, it's going to take. It, it would require Torquay to win and win well, and Maidenhead United to lose and, and lose. Um, so it's you know we're we're, we're edging on the um, just about safe, but. But a point would do Maidenhead United at Gateshead. Um, if I remember rightly, and any Maidenhead fans listening to this, I think Maidenhead have not got a great record at Gateshead. I think there was a fairly heavy heavy defeat 
um, a season or two ago up in Gateshead. It wouldn't be the greatest place to uh, come back from having been relegated. I think it's unlikely, but but they've certainly made hard work of this in the end. At one point, Maidenhead were, were well clear of relegation and certainly looking safe. Um, York City are also in the mix there. Both York City and Maidenhead on 50 points, Torquay United on 47 points. Um, in that division, Yeovil Town, Scunthorpe United and Maidstone United have gone down um, to the National League North or South, whichever ones they end up in. So, um, you know, not not brilliant. Talking of Maidenhead, um, I know Maidenhead United women have had a terrific end of the season. They, um, their, their manager, uh, Ed, Ed Sankey-Jack, sorry, I've probably got that, Ed Jackson-Sankey, I think I've got those exact, completely the wrong way around, um, has, has done job there in turning that side around um it was you know it was it was almost a little bit of a it might be fair to say certainly a struggle he, he came into a struggling side uh, after the season had started uh, he has gradually turned that ship around maidenhead united are going to finish um anywhere uh, so what was it let me guess they've got one game to play they could finish anywhere um you know, they could finish mid-table depending on how results go. They've got one game to play. Um, they are well clear of the relegation zone. Uh, and they had a brilliant win at Celsi on uh, the weekend, which means they, you know, as I say, they could well overtake Celsi this weekend um, or during their next fixture, which is, in fact, this weekend against Larkall Athletic. So Larkall Athletic are relegated. FC St. Allstall are relegated. Um, so we will see how that goes. I have another guest uh, who has popped in. It's not been quite as busy as the last time I did one of these, so I probably need to organise myself a little better. In I have waffled on by myself for 10 minutes, so I look forward to everybody being forced to listen through that. Simon Nagus, the Ascot United chairman, is here with me. Hello, Simon. How are you? Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Nice to see you. Um, you must be You must be thrilled, excited. You know, you've won everything this season. No, yeah, one, one out of three so far. So uh, <laughs> one out of three. We haven't. Uh, yeah, I mean, we won the uh, obviously won the league, which was our our priority at the beginning of the season, and uh, that's very much uh, uh, it was the holy grail for us, having been uh, close for a couple of years. So, yeah, delighted to get that one over the line, and that's what uh, Jamie and the the team and everybody at the club's worked for. Uh, really focused on the last couple of years. So, yeah, one gone, two still to go. Um, uh, League Cup and um, some other little competition up in Wembley in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I remember uh, a few years ago uh, when Thatcham won the FA Vars, uh, they, they, I think they were in the County Cup final and the League Cup final, and they lost both of those. And going into the Vars final, which was the last, their very final game of the season, yeah. um, they lost both. I think I th I'm sure it was the County Cup. I think they lost the County Cup to Binfield, and they lost the League Cup to, or one way around. Anyway, they they lost both of those, and you thought, oh, oh, but I, I'm sure they could not give two monkeys about uh, losing either of those ties when they won that one. So only uh, only people like you will remember that time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> people remember from their season that year yeah oh no they 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 absolutely wouldn't couldn't care less um it's obviously been been a brilliant season is this is obviously what you, you what you set out to do I, I suppose when when you became chairman you probably weren't thinking about 
necessarily how far the, the the men's first team could go. You were probably looking at the club as a whole. Is it is that fair to say? Yeah, and and that is still the case. Certainly, in you know, with my chairman of the club, not um, not about the men's first team, uh, or not just about the men's first team. So yeah, the uh, success of the club is, uh, I guess, what my main focus is. Um, Neil, who you do really well, uh, does a lot more focus on the men's first team. Yeah. So uh, yes, we're very busy, but we're already planning for next year. We've got our ladies' first team are in their uh, league cup final this coming Sunday. So, you know, we, we as a club are really excited about that, really looking forward to them doing well. Um, they're at Reading City, are hosting yeah. the final um, against Eastleigh on Sunday. Um, and like I say, as a club, it's really important for us to make sure that uh, we are supporting the whole club and different teams who've got multiple junior teams in uh, county cup finals and stuff like that. Yeah end of season tournaments it, it's that day to day and and people are involved at volunteering at clubs will know it's it's not always the headline stuff that uh, takes up your time it's some of the behind the scenes planning and uh, you know have we got enough trophies for a presentation day next next sunday or saturday whenever it is i don't even know when it is things like that are uh, uh, yeah occupied as well as the the more glamorous stuff. So it's not all glamour, Tom. Whatever people. <laughs> the um, talking of your talking of your women's teams, the your your women's first team got remarkably close to um, Abingdon United. They finished second. Um, yeah. is, is is getting that team up the divisions an aim? Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean they were like I say very close this year. Um, Daryl and Alex and the team there are, are very focused on on moving up. Um, as a team, as a club, we we you know we want to have our senior teams performing at the highest possible level because we we see the knock on effect. Um, you know we've got waiting lists coming out of our ears at, at all age groups in the junior teams, uh, boys and girls, and you know the success of the respective first teams just gives them that um, something to aim for. That the pathway that people talk about is a bit of a cliche, but it's really important. And that attracts more people to the club, which in, in turn enables us to uh, invest in the facilities, uh, improve on what we've already got. We're certainly not kind of resting on our laurels. Um, I think, uh, yeah, all the teams want to push forward and, and mm. do the best they can. So, um. it does get to a point where, um, as, as things keep growing like like they do, as you say, where you've got to be thinking about building on that old race course they've got there at some point. Yeah, I'm sure we can borrow a bit of their space. They, you know, they don't, they, they hardly ever use it. It's only used. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of space. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the um, the landlords obviously we we are tenants of the racecourse, but they in turn are uh, tenants of the uh, the Crown Estates. So uh, there's some reasonably uh, influential people that we would need to influence. But yeah, well, we we certainly have plans to develop the site within the within the. Um, Kind of boundaries that we have, and um, we've got some. We're trying to. We're getting a lot of support uh, from different parties to be able to develop the site further. Um, but it's a longer term project, and um, Dave Good, who manages our vets team, uh, is is heading that up for us. So yeah, hopefully we can we can move some of those plans forward. Perhaps just looking at a slightly more sort of club overview that that partnership you have because it, it's the Crown Estate you have a you, that you that you take that you lease from, isn't it? That that partnership you have with them that's absolutely crucial and vital to to where the club is, isn't it? 
Yeah, so we, technically we lease from the race course. Right. In turn, lease from the Crown Estate. Um, so we probably have more day-to-day contact with the race course and they are incredibly supportive of us. It's, it's a great relationship. Um, you know, people who know the site, the car park, for example, which I'm sure people think of as our car park. That's not, that's race course property and land. And, you know, they let us use that, uh, obviously, on match days and stuff. Um, they're supportive of us, um, you know, developing the site further, making it the best it can be. Uh, they also support us uh, financially in terms of sponsorship. They sponsor our Warriors squad, who's our mixed ability squad. Um, they're, they're supporting us uh, to the Vars final in terms of the first team as well. So it's a it's a great relationship. Um, and you know, like any tenant landlord, there are certain things you have to hoops we have to jump through like anybody else. But um, it's a it's a great uh, great support and yeah long may it continue should we uh, should we talk for a minute if that's all right about the big the big day um it's obviously on the horizon um we're almost in may so you know the, the days start to tick down are you are there sleepless nights yet and i, I mean not necessarily about the football this is about the admin yeah I- Yes. Um, I, I was talking to Bob Bacon. He came and he's sort of helping us in the background in terms of a bit of advice. I can't believe they had two weeks only to turn around <laughs> the semi-final. I don't know. It, uh, maybe it just, you know, we're just prolonging the pain, maybe. Um, yeah, sleep, sleepless nights probably. It, to be fair to Wembley and the FA, and it, it's so well organised. It's a slick, it's a pretty slick machine. Um, can't speak highly enough of the responsiveness, all the stupid questions that a club like ours asks, really practical stuff that I'm sure they're thinking, well, that's obvious, but it's not to us because we haven't been there before. Um, but they've, they've been great. Um, as you know, a great team. Um, some of you know, uh, you know well, um, lots of hours being put in by the staff and obviously the volunteers as well. Um, so sleepless nights in a good way, not mm. in a you know, oh my God, I'm pulling my hair out. Way it's um, it's just a lot to do, and as I said, juggling that focus with having a club to run with 82 other teams that all um, you know <laughs> doing well. That's I think that's the challenge. The Vars in itself, if it was just the Vars, it would be a walk in the park. Yeah, but yeah, we want to make that sure that's a great day out for the whole club. So yes, it's one team playing there but we see it as a club day um yeah we have literally sold thousands of tickets we were i think we're up to about eight or nine coach now we're up to 12 coach loads of people going uh already we've still got spaces on coaches if people want to uh uh, join the party um but we see that as a great day out for the club yeah as a whole and the wider community so um yeah we've got sponsors on board really promoting head and a who are our main club sponsors just um branded their shop window in Ascot high street uh, encourage anyone to uh, go and have a look at that it looks amazing just seen the photos this morning so yeah every, the, the whole wider club community and Ascot community are really getting behind it which is great I remember I, I I did some I did a bit of I helped Binfield out a little bit in certain aspects. Um, I did the media pack for for them when yeah. they went to when they went to Wembley. But I, I remember one of the big uh, one of the big talking points, one of the big big sort of almost blockers was the club badge, because BT Sport needed the club badge in a certain way, and no one when the club badge had been designed 
20 odd years ago had had heard of any of these things and and i and i imagine it the silly things you talk about are probably silly things like what on earth do we do with the club badge yeah and what sleeve does the fa vars badge need to go on shirts <laughs> does it need to go on dimensions of logos and yeah uh, just how do we book a space for deliver kit it's all that it's all that good fun stuff um uh, you know we've, we've obviously got abby heavily involved and who's got um also there and thereabouts with the binfield stuff so she she has um she's adding a lot of value at the moment as always taking a lot of those certainly media questions uh away from us um, but it is, yeah, just the practicalities. And, you know, what we want to do is make sure that Jamie and the team can focus on. Yeah. Well, League Cup semi-final this uh, this weekend coming up, Saturday. Um, hopefully, we'd love to see them in the League Cup final a um, couple of weeks' time over at Windsor. So that, you know, they can just focus on that side of it. Oh, I was going to say, I think I've lost Simon there, but he's back. Another stupid question coming from uh, from someone at the moment. Um, yeah, so just let the team focus on the playing side, and there we go. Excellent. Well, um, Simon, I think uh, that it's it's obviously um, a nervous, sort of slightly tense, but also but also enjoyable time at the football club. So um, I, I wish you luck with with the remainder of the season. No and, problem. Um, hopefully, if nothing else, we'll see you at the Bracknell Ale and Cider Festival on uh, the following weekend. So um, make that a celebration day as a uh, as a as a as a sponsor of the, one of the music stages. Um, that would be lovely to see you down there. Yeah. Uh, great, and look, uh, thank you on behalf of the club and also I think the wider community. Thanks for all the stuff that you do to continue to uh, promote what we've done with um, Asco United, but the wider scene as well. So it's always great to to see this. So, we do. We, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a continuous, it's a continuous treadmill, and it never ends. So, <laughs> um, right. on to next season, Simon. Thanks very much. Take care. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. Bye. That was Simon Nagus, the Ascot United chairman. Um, I think we might end it there. Um, all right, this was the Berkshire Stories Football Podcast, bit of an ad hoc one. You've got 30 minutes of local football chat. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not going to um, subject you all to uh, another few minutes of me talking by myself. So I'll leave it there and I'll speak to you. We'll be back with the usual lot, Rob, Abby and the rest of us next week. Bye. <laughs>
TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to TicketPass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running the Sales Academy, Digital Skills Boot Camps and Data Analytics Training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk.